When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello. <clears throat> Thank you. You can keep that being. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass as well as the automotive and social media worlds. You join me, your host Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass as well as Tony from Gravel Car Sales. Good, good afternoon. afternoon, good evening, good, good morning. morning. Wherever you're listening to us at whatever time, you are welcome. This is uh, worldwide. This is worldwide. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us here on the YouTube channel, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to hit subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. If you are listening to us, audio only well welcome uh and make sure well, to follow us welcome follow us on whatever platform you are listening to us on um today we have a few different topics that we want to discuss uh mainly themed around two main areas uh firstly we're going to talk about tv um and my dalliance terrestrial tv well yeah no uh Dalliance is a weird word, isn't it? Me dipping my toe in the waters of traditional media. Okay, fine. Um, Because a long time ago now here on the podcast, we should have teased a story that I had to tell about how I very nearly ended up presenting Top Gear USA. Which was Um, about a year ago. It was longer than that. Did we tease that story or that that happened? No, no. When when it first came out, because I remember we was going somewhere and you said... Mate, I might be on TV. Like, I might be going to... We're going to get into it in a second. Okay. So that is to come. Uh, we'll also touch very briefly on my appearance on the Channel 4 show, Peng Life. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Um, I've also just done some recording for Yanomise's TV show. Um, and in general, it's just an interesting time to talk about that kind of stuff. Before moving on to our sort of car-themed uh, chat today, is if you could take one car around the world, what car would it be? Uh, ooh. ooh. And that's an interactive section... Uh, section yeah we want to hear from you guys uh anyway let's kick things off with televisi that's balinese for television uh if you didn't tune into a recent episode <laughs> i went to bali so recently <laughs> televisi we nearly died yeah no, we ain't stopped going on about yeah, it check out that episode <laughs> if you haven't it's a very depressing dark episode uh okay so yes kicking things off with tv um let's start with top top gear usa so yeah, you're yeah. right this was a long time ago um and it actually happened right at the end of vlog angeles it did we didn't really know each other then. Not that well. We actually met just before I left for LA. Correct. Because it was when I was looking to sell the F-Type. Uh, you were already going to Dub Customs. 
the F-Type was there. You were, oh, yeah, I'll buy this piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and we That's cha- not quite what I said, no, no, but quite. similar. Similar. Uh, we chatted a bit, and I dropped the car off. And actually, no, that's... Yeah, we did know because I bought the Biposto, and I left it here before I went that's to right. America. That's right. Um, God, her memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for any of you that weren't watching Seen Through Glass at the time, Vlog Angeles was my... Uh, two and a half month series based out of LA. I did a video every single day. Um, it was absolutely incredible. I loved it. It was amazing. It was a great series. If you haven't watched it, there's a playlist over on the main channel called Vlog Angeles. It was a brilliant Link experience. Below. Sorry? No. Link, Link below. Thank you. Thank you. There he is. Pro pro YouTuber Tony from Gravelwood. Um, the link below. Uh, so if you're listening to us, head over to the YouTube channel and just search out Vlog Angeles. Um, but at the end of the trip, it was my final week. Uh, I had Paul Wallace from Supercars of London there with me and my best mate Rob was actually staying at the same time. And we were driving to Vegas for SEMA, which is the modified car show. Ever been to SEMA? No, I've not done that or Montre, but I'm I'm definitely going to try and pencil it in for next year. Would you? Do you think SEMA's up your street? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is either. It's a, it, it is the max power show of the late 90s times no. 10 zillion. No, no, that's it's not for me. It's huge, mate. It goes on for miles and there you know you get pickup trucks that are like 70 foot off the ground do you like it it's quite fun okay it's fine. exhausting but it's quite fun okay. so we're on our way to SEMA and I get this email um hi Sam my name's Nick I'm a producer for the BBC America the emails of accents yes literally <laughs> and that was his exact accent uh, and he said uh, we're producing the new series of Top Gear USA and we'd love to have a chat have you got a number we can call you on and I was like, who, this is, who, this is Lenny the Geezer. This, this is a joke. Me up. Yeah, this is very strange. Uh, and Paul was right there with me, but I didn't really say anything because it's a bit of a weird thing to say, oh, Paul, sorry, Top Gear USA, trying to get hold of me. Uh, so I sent him my number. Uh, he called me up and he said, look, we've, we've seen your vlog, Angelie stuff. We've come across you. Uh, Top Gear USA has been off the air for three years or so now. It was a bit of a disaster in its previous generation. The viewing figures bombed. And so we're looking to uh, redo it. And we're looking to find an all-new presenting lineup. So cast. Like, cast. I was like, cool. How can I help? Like, you want me to do a shout-out on Twitter to try and help people <laughs> audition? Like, and they were like, no, one, well, no, we would love you to come along and have a chat and uh, see if this might be something that could work. And I was like, this is so weird. So he said, look, our producer and director are in SEMA right now. Are you going to SEMA? And I was like, I'm literally on the road to SEMA. He said, okay, well, what are you doing in three hours' time? Can you get to this hotel and can you meet our producer and director and I was like yeah sure fine so very weird whirlwind kind of moment and off I go to some hotel in Vegas which sounds like a sort of McMafia meeting <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, it's like a seedy night yeah, out yeah very seedy night out <laughs> there were no strippers and no cocaine unfortunately shame yeah real shame um, and in the corner of a sort of hotel lobby I went and I met with these three or four guys all very sort of cool TV looking kind of people maybe in their late 30s early 40s a great age Tony uh, thank you <laughs> That's actually my age. I know. That's why I was trying to be polite. Um, and uh, they said, and, and at this point, I was still relatively clueless to, as to why they'd reached out to me, what I was doing there. It was all just a bit odd. So I was kind of, I felt like I was going for a job interview. You know, when you're a bit nervous and you just kind of say things, to say yes to everything. Can you speak French? We. Oui. <laughs> Can you ride a bicycle? I always ride bicycles. Yeah. Can't you see? Everything they said, I was like, "Yep, no, yep, no, sure, I love that." Oh, I would definitely consider re- relocating to the to the US. Yep, no, um, and it was very nice, and it was just a sort of weird chat about how I got into cars, what my aims were with YouTube, what I was doing there. Um, 
I actually can't really remember what we talked about, but it was just a sort of perfectly nice conversation and they explained... Chit-chat. 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 And they explained how they were trying to, yeah, look for a new cast for Top Gear USA and it was going to be broadcast on BBC America and it was very late in the day. That's that's the only thing I remember them explaining that they'd found me very late in the process um, and they had a, what they call an on-screen test day set up for a week's time. So they had other people they were considering? or Lots of other people. Okay, they fine. said they'd been reaching out to people for ages. It'd been like a three or four month research process. They'd drawn up a short list. And in a week's time, they were doing an on-screen test day. Would I like to go along? And you were in that short list? I was suddenly on this short list. Perfect. Now, I was supposed to be leaving LA. Vlog Angeles was over the following Sunday. And the test days were Friday and Saturday. So this is really right at the end of my Vlog Angeles trip. So fuming. I was like, fuming. I was like, I've got to do a video. <laughs> I've got to do a vlog every day. Like, what's going on? How am I going to make a vlog? When I... um, so, so I said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. Because like, why not? Uh, and it was at, oh, I'm not going to remember the track. What's the, there's a track in the desert just by LA. Really famous American track they all go to. Laguna Seca? No, no. Jay Leno goes there. Oh, why am I having a mind blank? No, I don't. It's in Top Gear all the time. Oh, oh mate! Oh, completely. Okay, some blank. famous track. Very famous track in the desert near near LA. This is um, only forty minutes, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and speed it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, please just cut me off if I'm getting really boring. <laughs> Off I get to the to the track day. I was told that there would be some on-screen sort of presenting test, and then there would be an on-track sort of review test. I get there, and I do not recognise one other person there. <laughs> there must be about. 12 other sort of you know potential presenters I soon find out they are essentially all uh, US car journalists okay. so so the Steve Sutcliffe of America okay, so you the Chris Harris anyway. of America and I just didn't know who any of them were okay. there are a couple a couple of sort of social media-ish personalities um, I, I won't name check people but um, some you know all, uh, all nice people no one that I don't think any of you would know um, we start off having to do these slightly awkwardly set up very Top Gear style things of here's a Mazda Miata and Sam you have to say why you love it and John you're going to say why you don't love it and you're going to have an argument so it was kind of like you know like you see those classic Top Gear things of I've just bought an MX-5 and it's the best car in the world and then somebody goes no it's not it's got rust on it you're an idiot well actually me and you could do that quite easily but when you meet someone for the first time you don't know their personality zero chemistry zero chemistry we haven't got that anyway but and also, it's acting yeah. because I didn't get to choose whether I liked or disliked the car I was of talking course. about. And usually what would happen is they would do one section where I was pro the car and the other person was opposite. And then they would flip it around and you'd have to be opposite and the other person would have to be pro. So it was super weird. And the cars that they were using were legitimately a Toyota GT86. And... I think that was the car they were using, which I knew nothing about. These were all journalists who were like, well, this has got the Wankel 300, 460cc. And I was just like, it's white, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's a master engine. I mean, I haven't got a clue. I literally was like, it's a, it's a Toyota, isn't it? So <laughs> I was absolutely clueless. Um, but it was fun. I was a little out of my depth, didn't really get it. Uh, then we had to go and drive a Shelby Mustang on track and do a sort of classic review on track. You had, a, I had two, three laps they put you in the car and you just had to deliver a piece to camera in your own time uh, within three laps. That was okay, but again, I was a bit nervous, didn't really know anything about the car. You're um, not really a reviewer. I don't review, that's not no, really no. my thing. So I just was like, woohoo. 
so it was a long day and it was relatively fun but but a bit a bit strange um the second day we met in a studio in hollywood and it was a bit more traditional we had to sort of do pieces to camera down the line today i'm here with the 1989 mercedes 250 which you know so you had to deliver pieces to the line and we had to do fake interviews on stage interviews so this was the two-day process um it was okay i didn't love it i thought it was a bit weird tv is very different to youtube absolutely everything takes a thousand takes yeah yeah um it's a bit uh, contrived um, scripted very scripted yeah. not much creativity you just stand there and they say okay deliver the line you deliver yeah. the line you don't have anything to do with the cameras or anything like that you get told when to bark get told your opinion yeah, you, yeah. you don't have an opinion on TV you get told your opinion um, but you know it was an experience and I was yeah. like cool that was fun what a fun way to end Vlog Angeles see you all later so I get a call two weeks later uh, Sam we absolutely loved you uh, and we want off you the job <laughs> I was like what? This is when I remember you telling me. Because literally, in my mind, it was just a fun, hilarious couple of days. Didn't I? So I was like, what? So they're like, yeah, yeah, we thought you were brilliant. We're going to send over the contract. I was like, oh my God, I'm moving to America. I'm going to become a huge TV star. I'm going on top of USA. How do I announce this? Like, I literally, I was calling my, I was like, mom, dad, I'm moving to America. This is really big. Like, I don't know where to tell you, but I actually, I thought that was it. I thought it was done. So I get this email. The contract, no joke, is the size of the Bible. It yeah. is like 450 pages long. Classic America. Classic America, classic TV. I don't even, I mean, I, I can't read the first line. It's like, the narrator of the nominee of the nominee's business is the under the conjunct. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. Solicitor. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, who do I know who got any legal understanding? And I emailed it to like five lawyer friends of mine and just said, help. All of which came back saying, do not sign this. Essentially, they wanted a, you know eight-year exclusivity, and they wanted me to quit YouTube, and they were, it was just terrifying. I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but it was terrifying. So I went back to America, and I said, "Look, this is we've got to go through this a lot. This is not that simple." And we started a sort of negotiating process. Um, so this must have been November time, early December. It got to the point where I really freaked myself out, um, and I turned it down. And I said, "I'm really sorry. I've thought about this long and hard. I'm not interested." So they then came back and said, you know, we'd love a call. We really want to talk this through. We understand your concerns. Let's have a chat. So I had a call with them. They begged and they pleaded. They said, look, we really would love to, uh, you know, look at any of your concerns. So I said, fine, speak to my agent. <laughs> Hello. Hilarious. Um, you ain't even got a blue tick. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which he's really annoyed which about which I'm literally <laughs> fuming about it's the only thing I want in life is a freaking blue tick on Twitter I don't even care about Instagram just give me one on Twitter baby. DM Lewis Hamilton um, so yeah so anyway my agent my wife, and, and end result was they bent over a barrel gave me everything I was concerned about gave me everything I wanted and we're like there you go sign so then I'm like okay well now what do I do so then they say look we're actually going to do a second on screen test just to we've got the sort of you know we know who our three presenters are but we just want to try a couple of other options so I flew out to LA for one day. LA for one day. Some of you may remember this actually. It was, no, no, I remember you going. Yeah, I went for one day. Um, and I got there and I went, turned up in the room expecting to have, you know, the three presenters and a couple of other options. And it was like a whole new audition process. There was about 12 people. A lot of more, a lot of recognizer people. And I'm talking about Hollywood celebrities, uh, UK car presenters, uh, American car presenters. Like I knew almost everyone in the room. 
Um, Did they know you? No, no one had a clue who I was. Okay. I was starstruck by a couple, like, you were like big names. Okay, fine. Obviously, the three that ended up getting the job were in the room. Motorsport, like racing drivers, really cool people. I was immediately out of my comfort zone. Firstly, in my mind, I didn't want this job. They were asking too much of me. I didn't think it was going to be a good move. So I was a little bit against it, but kind of forced into this position. You had your guard up. Had my guard up massively. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, did not think I was going into a whole new audition process. Thought I was going to just try out a few other people. Um, thinking that I was kind of, I had the job in some sense. Because they'd literally, they, this had been two months of negotiations at this yeah, point. Yeah. So I was like, why on earth if they would they've gone through all this? I was applying for a US visa through them. Like it was all a big deal. So I was like, well, why have they done all this if I haven't even got the job? Um, and then it was the same old process of arguing about cars. So I felt very uncomfortable, didn't really give it my all, uh, was a little bit starstruck about the people that I was interacting with um, and left feeling like, well, that was a bit crap. Yeah. I don't think I got the job. Anyway, oh, this is going on for so long, this story, isn't it? Um, get back to the UK. They call up. We still love you. We still want you. Sign the paperwork. So I was like, oh, well, what? <laughs> I don't really, I don't really do want it. I convinced myself that I'm not doing it. For some reason, I signed the contract. I don't know why. They then come back and say, oh, thanks for signing the contract. We're actually still talking to the network. We'll get back to you. So I was like, what? About a month later, I get a note. Hi, Sam, thank you so much for everything. We're actually going in a different direction and we've chosen three other presenters. So it was a really weird... Very weird. Very strange situation that I turned down basically twice. <laughs> they begged me about the... And then they went in a different direction. So... In the grand scheme of things, and hindsight's a beautiful thing, it worked out great. I didn't get the job. I didn't want the job. And uh, I don't think the show performed that well. Um, but and you cares? continue on your path. Yeah, I continue on my path. Yeah, and yeah. the opportunities that presented themselves have been amazing. So a super weird experience. And my first experience of kind of TV and American TV. Um, one I won't forget. It's just a weird experience. It's something I've never really talked about on the channel. I very nearly ended up, uh, yeah, in this kind of presenter role for Top Gear USA. Didn't. And some people exaggerate nearly, but as you oh, said, I, contract signed. Yeah, I mean, I, ready. I remember, very clearly remember, this was just around the time about buying the 540C. Mm. And I remember we bought the 540C and I said to you, I might have to give it to you for six months. Yeah. And you, you were going to keep it for six months. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I just have to keep making the payments or like, that was where we were yeah, at. Yeah. You was like, why are you buying this car? If you're not, I said, well, because I still want the car and it yeah, gives me yeah. three months of content. That's, I remember this is when you it also happen. being it was, worried about YouTube, as in, um, you can't up, they can't not upload for six months, mate. Well, the problem was that they didn't want me to upload, well, and I couldn't upload, but they didn't want me to say what what I was doing. Mm. So it would have been six months, and my channel would have gone dead, um, and I wouldn't be able to say why. I would have just dis- dis- disappeared for six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. I've run out. I'm actually feeling a bit nauseous. I've been speaking so long. I've run out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah very very weird uh, situation Um, uh, something I haven't talked about before I hope you guys have found that interesting that's 18 minutes of waffle Um, have you got any water mate yes I literally feel like like, I've just been talking for so long Um, it's the earthquake again it's the earthquake it's coming back I know we were going to say we're going to talk about Peng Life and Yanomai's, but I'm a bit bored about talking about TV for, for now. So let's come back to that if we run out of time on the other things. Let's get into let's let's get into cars. Let's get into cars. Also, because I want you to talk a bit because I'm exhausted. Um, let's come on to our main topic of today. Now we've moved on from my Top Gear USA story 
and discuss one car that we would take to drive around the world. Now, can that be... Do we set a budget? Can it be... Ah, thank you. <laughs> Just moving, turn his microphone close to his mouth. As if I don't speak loud enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst eating a biscuit. Uh, if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah. Um, so, no budget. Fine. I think it has to be realistic in the sense that let's say you are doing a continuous round-the-world trip. So practical. It has to have some levels of practicality. Fine. You've got to think you're going to have to, a suitcase full of clothes for a year. Um, you've got to think that you're going to be driving over some terrain that is going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be driving through different seasons. It's not all going to be sunny. So, whilst, Not supercar then. Well, if you can think of a practical supercar, sure, no, there but isn't not one. LaFerrari. Mama. So... You know, and you might be going through some areas where it's not great to have a bright red or bright yellow Lamborghini, for example. So, yeah, an air, air on the side of practicality. But also, we like fast cars. There's no point in going around the I know, we rule out supercars because you can't put a suitcase in a supercar. Mate. I think we have to rule out supercars. We rule out supercars as, mu- as much as it would be unbelievable to drive a 488 around the world. Agreed. I would say, practical. though, I'm not going to rule out a 911 with a roof box <laughs> hello hello because there is a car that in a lot of countries can go a little unnoticed it's not too in your face it's not too shouty a 911 if you get a one with four wheel drive so a turbo or just a 4S 
you're going to be able to take on most, you know, terrain. Uh, it's got four seats. It's got a boot. It's got all the equipment you can need. It's going to be reliable. It's going to be fast. It's not the right choice, but it's an option. I've already thought of my car. Go on. <laughs> if you say RS6, I'm stopping this podcast <laughs> right now. It's not an RS6. Uh, because we've, we're not, there's no budget. Uh, I'm going to go V12 GC4 Lusso. Okay. This is a very good shout. I know. Except for a few reasons. Tell me why you would pick it. Because of Ferrari, firstly. It's fast. It's practical. It's got four seats. It's got a big boot. It's crap on fuel, but... <laughs> That's one of my reasons why it's few, not a good idea. I've got but... a few quid. Another downside to it would be... If you went round the world in a Ferrari, you would do upwards of 50,000 miles? No, if you were actually driving, literally driving around the world, every single country, like 100,000 miles. Okay, fine. It would be worth not a lot. <laughs> literally. Be, and if you're buying a Lusso, a V12 Lusso for 250 grand... Correct. Gone. That's an expensive trip. So, so that was. So that's my concern. Fuel. Whilst you say you got plenty of quid, there'll be some places you go is looking for fuel stations. Okay. So, for fine. example, there's parts of Australia that you'd be going across where you might not see a fuel station for 300 miles. Big tanks, though, mate. In them cars. Big ish. Big ish. But very juicy. Very thirsty. Yeah. Um, service schedules and maintenance. Not everywhere you go in the world is going to have an easily accessible Ferrari. Ferrari's dealership. got service pack, mate. Seven years. No, no, Ferrari dealer, Ferrari service center. Yeah, yeah. Not service pack. What if you are in Romania? How okay. many Ferrari service centers can you find in Romania? No, no, no. But you organise yourself, don't you? You don't. You don't just wake up one morning and go go around the world in my Jeep or this You you pencil it all out. But the problem is, if something goes wrong with your Ferrari, which is not too unlikely. No, no, they're fine. No. Nah, it's not too unlikely. Finding an emergency repair, you know, like that, what I'm saying is if you go for a BMW, a Mercedes, an Audi, a Volkswagen, you're pretty confident that within a 50 to 100 mile radius anywhere, you're going to find someone who can work on that car. And also it doesn't matter if you go to Bob's garage. If you take a Ferrari to Bob's garage because you're in the middle of nowhere, he's going to freak out. He's going to freak out. (laughs) He might not want to touch it. He might break it. So, I agree that Lucy is an amazing idea, but the practicality, <laughs> yeah, the practicality of it could, and you know, what? okay, you get a puncture. Finding a tire for your Lusso is going to be a headache. Ferrari Assist, mate. Ferrari Assist Africa, not so great. <laughs> Have you, you know, how do you know? But I can just tell you. you. <laughs> I can it might be brilliant. Ferrari Assist Namibia. Um, I think you're causing yourself too much of a headache. Okay, can I, can I go again? Please, because <laughs> I need this water to refresh myself after my 18-minute monologue. Okay, so what else can I have? I did actually just think of a car, and then I thought, well, actually, don't. No, that's not going to work. So it's probably it's probably got to be German. In that respect, you are right. Then bit of reliability. Yeah, uh, something that's. Um, not mass produced but still got to be special because you want that feeling don't you you want it to be something with a, a cool badge and gives you a sense of occasion when you get in it what about the new Mercedes AMG AMG four door yes 
Now, this was actually going to be my choice. What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so you've kind of blown my load a little earlier there. Um, <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, this is the AMG GT four-door. Yeah. And we have become fans of the AMG GT because you've bought an AMG GTR. Yeah. And it's a very good car. So though. this isn't the GTR, is it? It's a sort of it's a GTS with four doors. With four doors. Yeah. Um, and now, a big boat. I actually saw one and got up close to one during the launch of the C63 Estate. It's very nice. It's not that practical. The boot's not that big. Okay. But who cares? Because you could put a roof box on it. Uh, I love a roof box. Oh, uh, it's got four seats or five. Maybe it's got a five. I think you can Bit get five seat. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, sporty as hell performs like an AMG GT. It's a Merc, so relatively reliable, we'd have to think. Um, and you could probably find Mercedes service. And, you know, none of the parts are that terrifying. They're relatively f- familiar. Yeah, yeah. Goodish on fuel economy is a turbo. I, that, I think that's a very strong and solid choice. And you've got a lot of performance. It looks great. It's got road presence. It feels kind of special. But to flip side that, there's a slightly more subtle variant. What about the E63S wagon estate? You've got a bit of a... I'm, going, I'm big on the wagons at the moment, especially the AMG wagons. With, with the, the, the biggest problem with estate cars now, for me, is SUVs, mate. Good point. They've like taken the world over. SUVs taken the world over, but SUVs... Well, SUVs still perform like SUVs. I don't care what you say about that stupid Urus. They, <laughs> they are still fundamentally... That actually could be one of the cars. Oh, don't. What an awful piece of poo. Just wait for the Audi RS Q8. It'll be much better in everywhere. And half the money. Half the money. Um, you know, you can't... Even if you're in a Range Rover SVR, it still feels like an SUV. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Whilst I think wagons feel a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's personal preference as well, because people will be writing in the comments and shouting down the cameras at us at, at cars that we won't think of because it doesn't uh, represent our driving style, what we like. Everyone is different. So uh, a 911 is actually a really good shout because I was just thinking a bit more practicality. To be no, no, and you're right. And I think if you were actually doing this and signing up, all those cars that you lust have and go, oh yeah, it'd be brilliant to go around the world in an F12. When it actually got nuts and bolts, I think you would realise that's not or a Panamera Gran Turismo would be is. awesome. However, boring. Boring. I think it's boring. Yeah, boring. I think after a while, but oh, could yeah. have something else. Doesn't. But sound that, that would be perfect. Yeah, there are lots of cars that would be great, but you'd want it to be exciting as well. And I'm gonna really throw a curveball in here. <sighs> and as you port. always do. <laughs> Recently, Tony, I drove the new Aston Martin Vantage, oh. <laughs> and it's the best car in the world ever made. Oh, that piece of stupid. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. But I did like, it's, it's the perfect car for me. For me, that is the, and one day I will own that car. Okay. It's just going to happen and it's the perfect just car Just wait for me. six months and you'll save yourself 50 grand. Probably. Um, but I was chatting to the dealer and they showed me some pictures. I was amazed by how much you can fit in the new Vantage. Okay. Um, and again, stick a roof box. No. Um, Stradman. Stradman, Stradman. I'm not against the idea of a front-engine GT car because I love them for me. So yeah. looking at Vantage, even an, I think an F-Type's a little too impractical. As they, you know, they're definitely not as practical as Vantage. Or an AMG GT or a DB11 or what's some other good? Because I think F12, A12, it's too much. 
It's too much money. Mate, my AMG GTR would be a good round the world car. It would be a great round the world car. You get car. suitcases and then we know that. For sure. I think that's a great shout, as do I think the new Bentley. A lot of money to lose, but oh, it's a good wafter car that is. Mate, I've changed my mind. I'd oh, take the AMG GTR. But not the four-door? No. The AMG GTR is better. It's faster. It, it handles. The only problem is with that is when it gets a little bit bumpy. It is a bit bumpy, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've got to think, like, in America, you're going to be doing a lot of long, straight roads. No, no, but the roads in America are good, so that's fine. I was thinking more like Africa. Mm. That's the thing is, I think you don't want to think too low as well. That's yeah. the only thing which then unfortunately starts to lean towards the SUV side of things doesn't it yeah because you know and we are imagining the worst here like we're thinking of yeah off, but I think uh, this I think weird. we're asking a lot for I a sound car. very naive here but I think Africa has good roads <laughs> like that's, that's such like a real like you know <laughs> white girl Chelsea gear? like slow and comment <laughs> Uh, I think Africa has like great roads. Um, so, so like you know, I don't think you need an SUV, but I think it would help you in a lot of situations. Uh, so, what are our sporty SUV options? I already know which one I'm going to go with, but I'm going to let you speak first. Uh, well, the, the 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 best sporty SUV that I've ever driven is the Macan GTS. Ooh, I didn't see you going in that direction, but okay. So, what did you think then? Well, I can tell you the. I thought you were going to say Urus, or I've not Range driven Rover, it. but um, no, the Range Rover SVR. But uh, I'm talking sporty. Yeah, you can't yeah. go around a corner in an SVR yeah. like you can a Macan GTS. Well, my choice of SUVs right now, even though I haven't actually driven it yet, F Pace SVR. That's coming. That, that car. is coming, and I I think it's not half the price of the Range Rover, but it's a bargain. It's seventy five grand. Looks great, sounds great. Drag. Um, it's the same car, mate. F-Pace. Everyone loves the F-Pace. Yeah, yeah. I love the F-Pace. I always thought it's brilliant. That is probably... That's where I would lean. That's the direction I would lean in. 80 grand 80 grand. Mm. It will take the miles well because people use those cars. It's not too prestige. People won't look too much if they don't really know. It just looks like a Jag SUV. Good ground clearance. Lots of space. Mm. I like You that. take your F-Pace... Oh, and I'll take my AMG GTR, and then we'll we'll figure out which one, which one, which is the best car. It's a fun thought, though, isn't it? Very it is fun. a fun thought going yeah. around the world in a car on an adventure. Yeah, as I say, like I think we'd all love to pretend that we would do it in four eight or whatever you might say, but but even even the thought of doing it in a, a AMG GT four door, the E sixty three, an F Pace, nine eleven, all these. It's such a cool idea. Very good. We want to know what you guys would do it in. I would love to hear suggestions because as Tony mentioned, I'm sure lots of you are going to come up with brilliant ideas. That we brilliant, don't even think That of. we don't even think about. But but as they don't go crazy, there has to be an a, a side of sort of sensibility or caution. What about the fast Alpha SUV? Stelvio. Stelvio. I didn't love that car. No. I'd have the Julia over it every, every day. Yeah. And Julia with a roof box. <laughs> the amount of roof box suggestions we're going to get now. Hurricane with a roof box. <laughs> <laughs> take a veneno I'll just put a roof <laughs> I'll pull a trailer behind it um, so yeah try and be relatively sensible um, but we'd love to know um, okay that's our, that topic and, and uh, no uh, moving on okay um, let's very quickly go back to the TV things brutally did you see Channel 4's Peng Life I, I didn't but I, I don't know nothing about it and I want you to tell me I don't know much about it either um, you was in it mate I was in it <laughs> <laughs> 
UK UK's viewers of this podcast uh, may know about a guy called the Chicken Connoisseur. Elijah. And what is this? Elijah. Uh, he became viral a year or so, or two years ago, reviewing chicken shops. He was a man of the people. He spoke a language I didn't really understand. Um, How old is this man? He's 20 something. Okay, he looks, I think he wouldn't mind me saying he looks about 12. Okay, and I think fun. he uses that as his USP. Fun. But he's mid 20s. English. Um, English. Uh, not sure where he was from. I can't remember where he's from. But he likes chicken. He loves chicken. He loves chicken. And he's from a generation and from a, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, um, a click, uh, a scene, a scene that I've never, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin getting involved with. Um, but he was incredibly nice and his friends were unbelievably nice but they spoke a language and you know had you didn't understand i'm not clue mate not clue okay. i don't eat chicken i don't go to chicken shops but anyway he went viral people loved him he was very funny he you is go to nando's funny. mate i go i do go to nando's you but do i think eat chicken. he considers nando's to be like the ivy or like a really posh restaurant version of a chicken shop right, we're talking okay. about like ken's chicken okay um, favorite chicken and all that yeah life. yeah exactly okay. but as a really cool guy really nice guy. and channel 4 gave him a tv show and it was called Peng Life and his, with his mates, he reviews the top end of the market, the bottom end of the market and decides which is better for value for money. So where did you come in? Cars. The first segment of the first episode was reviewing the car market, a top end car and a bottom end car. Every episode or every segment, he has industry experts help him make his decision. So he had me and Jody Kidd, Jody Kidd in an MX-5 and me in a Lamborghini Gallardo. Now, for any of you that watched it who are car fans will know that the Gallardo was a bit of a dog. <laughs> it was an old, beaten-up, manual Gen 1 Gallardo that had been bastardized to look like a Super Leggera. Uh, and the MX-5 was just a standard sort of Paul track. Paul Wallace's old car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just had to, you know, we just had to, to appear on the show and kind of convince him why our car was better than the others. It was, again, a really fun experience. Quite weird, quite bizarre. Um, I loved doing it because it was putting me out of my comfort zone I guess integrating with an audience that definitely wouldn't have watched my content before. No, no. Um, and it's just great to meet the guys and check out what's going on. But yeah, it, 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 it's odd. It's odd. But I think we're the wrong generation and we're the wrong scene. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if people listen to grime music, I, I... No. Coldplay don't do grime music, so I don't... Anyway. It was super cool. If you want to check it out, uh, four, it's not called Freud anymore. It's called All Four. All Four, I think. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Channel 4's online service. It's still on there. Peng Life. Really fun. Really glad I did it. Uh, uh, an awesome experience. Thank you a huge amount to Channel 4 and um, the Chicken Connoisseur for having me involved. Uh, but yeah, check it out. See what you think. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. A short podcast, but I really feel breathless. I don't know why. Probably because we just recorded a podcast before this one. Yeah. So yeah, just too much talking. No more TV shows to talk about? Oh yeah, Yanomize. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Mate, I'm not with it. I need Sorry about that. Sorry about that. It's not a very together podcast. It's felt very monologue Um Yes, I recently filmed for Yanomize's second series of his TV show, which goes out on Dave. The, the TV thing is fun. I'm not really looking to move into TV. I'm no. Not, I'm not chasing a TV career. There have been some awesome opportunities that have come my way. I, I don't like the lack of creativity in TV. It is dying TV, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean... I watch shows on Amazon and Netflix. Yeah, I think a lot of people do now. I don't really sit down and watch much TV anymore. No. Um, and it just feels like a very archaic way to make content. Yeah. And an expensive way to make content. You know, thousands of cameras and sound people. Yeah, and there's yeah. 18 takes for... I mean, the Peng Life clip 
was we started shooting at 9am and finished at 5 and it was a three minute segment and it took all day and I can film a full 12 minute YouTube video and I could film it in 12 minutes if I needed to because I've done one takes well you can't when I do it with you no 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 it takes all day well I usually take about five hours but but, but I I have done one takes before so I don't believe you no (laughs) I've never done a one take in my life (laughs) Um, so yeah I say you know I'm loving the opportunities I won't turn them down I'll keep doing them I'm not necessarily seeking them out Mm. Um, but yeah cool great uh, <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed today's slightly uh, another interesting podcast um, as I say yeah it, I, the, the round the world car thing's really interested me very interesting the TV stuff I just wanted to get off my chest because lots of you have been asking about TV so I just felt like we need to talk about it you're um, not going to automatically now become a TV presenter no that's not what I'm looking so, to do but don't worry if Sky Sports F1 you're looking for a commentator <laughs> hello um, anyway thanks for tuning in if you're watching us here on YouTube make sure to hit subscribe if you're listening to us keep following us on whatever platform you're listening to on follow us on Instagram Twitter Facebook various social medias and we will catch up with you very very soon goodbye bye bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 